0: what's up everybody welcome back to the spectator mode podcast i am your host keith d mitchell but most of you know me as shadowhacker at least i hope you do and joined with us is diego what's up man how's your week been
1: oh man uh busy did my first round of exams for school this week but i managed to find time for video games somehow
0: he always finds time for video games and rob rob is a new steady here he's been here the last two weeks and he will be here for Hopefully, many, many more. What's up, I hope Rob? So.
2: Yeah, yeah. What's going on, guys? I missed the last one because I was at a bachelor party, which was.
0: You were having fun. We were making interesting. fun. Interesting. Yeah, I,
2: I hope you were. <laughs> I was at a baseball game, so I wasn't having too much fun. Now, Wait,
0: it was a bachelor baseball
2: game? It was a bachelor party. We went to a Red Sox game, um, and then after, went out to like bars and stuff, which was fun.
0: That's fun. You, you went to hang out and chill with the guys. It was just yeah. the guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. All right. So you had fun. So as you know, everybody, every week we talk about video games and things that happen from the video game industry and things that we enjoy, things that we don't like. And we always start off with one of our favorite things as to what we've been playing this week. However, I think there's been a lot of things that came out this week, so this might take up the majority of the show. Uh, I know Rob and Diego have several games that they want to talk about, and I know one of them is, what is it called? Booty, uh, silly first person shooter. What is that Call of duty? Yeah, it's a, uh, a diaper-changing game. Uh, no. It's really good. Uh, I played when <laughs> it was real life. Pass. <laughs> so um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Beta, which is out on PlayStation 4. Um, also, Gears of War 5. Diego's played that, and I've played it. Are you still playing that, Diego, or have you finished it?
1: Uh, I haven't touched the campaign. i have only done multiplayer stuff. What? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm still, because I started Gears of War 2, and I, I figured if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. So I'm going to play all of them before I do 5. Okay, fine. We won't talk about gears this week. We can got talk uh, about like the multiplayer and the gameplay. I played some horde, some I literally like Escape. Escape's really cool. Okay, we can talk about Escape then. Alright,
0: cool. So we got that and a couple more things. So I'm gonna start off because I know these two are gonna talk take a while about Call of Duty. So I've actually been playing a game called Damon X Mecha. It's a game for the Nintendo Switch. It's from the designer who who worked at Bandai Namco, who worked on Armor Core, and a bunch of other people. And if you followed any of my works in the past or talked to me in real life or Twitter, you know, I'm a big fan of Mecha. Gundam, you know, Armored Core, Transformers, things of that nature. I really love it, which is why I kind of gravitated towards this game when it was first announced. I played the demo over and over and over, and I've been playing the full game, thanks to Nintendo for sending out a code, uh, for the past two days. And I will say this, if you missed Armor Core, or if you like Gundam games, or if you like Zone of you will really enjoy this game. It is a lot of fun, and there's so many things you can do. You can customize your mech with paint schemes and decals and parts. So your arms, your legs, your torsos, your back weapons, your left and right weapons. A lot of, a lot of customization. And you can actually customize your actual character. So in this game, you have, you're a human called an Outer, and you control the mech, which is called an Arsenal. But you can actually retrofit your human self to supplement your ability inside the arsenal. So you can change off your arms, so you can control faster, change off your feet or your legs, so you can maneuver faster and get more HP and, you know, you know get a lock-on ability and things of that nature. And this is the first game I've ever heard of within this sort of genre that lets you actually customize the pilot, so it benefit the, 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 uh, your mecha would benefit from that. So that was actually pretty cool. And then there's other things in this game, like there's a dog in there in the, in the uh, main hangar, and we all know that if there's a dog in the game, you should be able to pet the dog. And then I found out you can't pet the dog. Oh, And I was like, I, I tweeted out to Marvelous, like, Marvelous, what's going on? I, I can't pet this dog. Why can we not pet this dog? <laughs> I really hope they put the ability to pet the dog in this game. It's, it's just sitting there. It's the only thing there. And it's like, it's like looking at it's like could you come over and, and give me a hug or something? And it's like you can't touch it. It's just sitting there. I don't know if they did that as a tease or what.
2: You just look at it with a glaring smile and that's it. It's like if they've
0: got other things you can you can customize your character, you know, typical things like you know, color and eye features and facial features and hair, things like that. But they got wacky things in here too. Like there's like an ice cream parlor in the in the uh the the mecca bay where your where your arsenal is. And I'm like, why is there an ice cream parlor near and it's weird as hell it's like it's completely and when i say this completely japanese it's like weird colors and it's going all crazy and i'm like why is there an ice cream parlor here why would you put an ice cream parlor there but you can eat the ice cream and it would actually give you boost temporary boost to take in the battle which i thought was also pretty cool uh, the first time i saw that i was like wow i started laughing and i was like wow this this doesn't make any sense but I guess it works. It was funny. It made me laugh. Uh, the game is really good. The combat is fresh. I really enjoy it. Uh, it still has some issues that it had when the, the demo came out, but it's a fun game. But I, I have to say this, and this is no disrespect to Nintendo or, or the Switch, but when you get into some combat, the frame rate in this game just tanks. It tanks hard. It's already thirty frames per mm-hmm. second. When you get into battle, it drops like twenty frames per second, and you can see it. And I'm like, this game would have did so much better if it was on like the PlayStation or Xbox. I'm glad they made it, but on the Switch, it mm-mm.
1: it doesn't so Keith, work. Um, from from the first moment I ever set eyes on this game when they revealed it in Nintendo Direct, um, it it looked rough and it kind of stood out like a sore thumb amongst other more polished titles that Nintendo's been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is coming out in a really uh, bad time for it, I think. Yeah. Like right after Astral Chain, right before Link's Awakening. So, yep. do you think this is only a game for like hardcore Mecha fans? Or like, is this a game that a more casual Nintendo fan would enjoy?
0: No, no. This is for Mecha fans. This is a this is a Mecha fan love affair.
1: All right. Yeah, that that sounds about right. And the reviews are lining up pretty much where I thought they would. So it seems no. like this is, this is a like, if you want this kind of game, you know you already want it. And if you're on the fence, it's really not going to be for yeah. you. Yeah, it's pretty much
0: it. I mean, again, and that's why I Prefix saying, you know, I'm a big fan of this type of thing. And I know if I try to pitch this game to somebody else who just likes action games but doesn't care about the whole, oh, wow, I can customize this machine to make it look like I wanted to make it. No, they're not going to care. They're going to go, oh, hey, I can shoot shit. This is all I can do. I'm done. Yeah. It, it doesn't have. Any, I don't want to say it this this say it this way. It doesn't have any redeeming qualities that would make you want to play it. You know, it's just like okay, Gears were five. You either know it's Gears or it's not Gears. And if you don't care about Gears, you're not going to play five. Or you're not going to play four. And this is what this is. If you don't care about the games that prefix it, like Armor Core or the Gundam games you're not going to care about this.
1: I feel like Gears is still like worth playing just purely for the mechanics if you're not into the other ones. like Do you, do you think this game uh, holds up mechanically like as a video game, or is it rough no. in that aspect too?
0: No. Oh, I mean, okay. there's nothing in this game that stands out. You can slide, you can fly, you can jump high, you can target stuff. I mean, there's nothing in here that would say, I need to play this game. So only there's if nothing. you
1: like Mecha, that's the only reason you should play this game. Really? Yes. Yes. Yeah,
2: That's a lot of reason why I kind of skipped it too. I mean, I've played some mecha games. Like the last one I probably played is arguably like Titanfall. <laughs> but like, and that probably doesn't even count. That's like but half, it's, you know? Yeah. So. But
0: I would say Titanfall is actually better than this just because Titanfall had a really good narrative. Yeah, I would agree. And I it's I a good
2: gameplay too. Yeah. Yeah. You can like it's more variety too, just because you can swap between being a pilot and, and a titan too. It's it's more of a different game, honestly. I, I don't think it's like yeah, I wouldn't call Titanfall a mecha game. A good comparison, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I definitely skipped on it and probably will continue to skip on it just because I wasn't super interested in it. It looked like you said, just kind of choppy. Like the movement didn't seem interesting to me. The fights didn't look that impressive. Um, so I just. I skipped out on it, and to kind of hear that it doesn't really run well anyway kind of sucks.
0: Uh, I've been saying this for a long time now, and every time I say this, Nintendo Switch fans yell at me when I say, this system cannot run graphically intensive games. Sorry, it just doesn't do that. But Super Mario Odyssey runs great. Yes, it was made for this system. Nintendo made this, this game knowing full well what this system can and cannot do. There are people that are throwing stuff out there and saying, "Hey, we're going to make this game run on the Switch," and they get it running, but it's the question of, "Yeah, it's, it's okay. We deal. You know, we yeah. can
1: do it, but should we do it?" Yeah, I think the Switch works really well with like games with a very distinct art style, whereas like graphically intensive, like photorealistic type games don't do too well unless they have like very, very uh, dramatic drawbacks, like really low resolutions, um, cap frame rates, things like that.
0: I mean, it's a good game, but you, when you play you just see if you stop, even if you don't stop. You can see the jaggies everywhere. You can see the lighting. The lighting is not really good. The particle effects are really non-existent. And it's running off the Unreal Engine 4. And then, like, when you're targeting a lot of enemies, it just goes, forget about it. Forget about it. It is just so damn so
1: Actually, here, published by Nintendo themselves, or is this a third-party title?
0: No, it's published by Nintendo.
1: Huh. Well, I was hoping it would come to other platforms, but I guess now I just really won't. Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: like your example, uh, you don't you don't have to look at it now, but or look at it. Uh, we or turn your volume down. But this section right here, actually you know what? Take that back. Don't look at that one. I'm trying to you two change their stuff up. I'm trying to get it to a point where I'm targeting a bunch of enemies and it just starts to slow down and you see it and it's like, wow, it just gets super slow. Yeah, right here.
1: I feel like that was even in like the trailers and gameplay they showcase in the directs. It, it you could tell it was dropping a little bit. It's yeah. like
0: that's not a feature. It's doing that as you play. It's not a slowdown effect. It's actually slowing down.
2: It's such a turnoff for a game like that too. Because it's like it's gonna be so heavily movement based and like you're gonna be like dodging fire everywhere, moving really quickly, like
0: <sighs> I mean for the most part that works. It does work, but when it, it it's Less of an issue if there's less things on the screen. The second okay. a lot of things get on the screen, it starts having issues. And then you have missions where you need to blow up, you know, buildings and whatnot. And it's just like, oh, hey, watch this building fall down in slow
1: motion. No. to be another game that we're going to talk about later. <laughs> I, don't, I think I'm the only one that's played it so far, but we'll save that for, for later. So out of that, I've
0: also been playing a lot of uh, Ridley City. Bleh, River City Ransom. River City Girls. Which is actually really surprising because I wasn't expecting this game to be any good. But it's actually a fun beat-em-up. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It It is in the same vein as River Seed Ransom from back in the day. And uh, I think Arc System Works and WayForward have nailed it. The ending sucks. The ending is really... It's a twist. It's a twist. I'll put it that way. I won't spoil it for anybody who's currently playing it. But if you were on the fence about picking up a really fun... But short beat 'em up. This will work. It's no streets to raise for. I will tell you that. It's really no like the way that no
1: looks. Rage. And I really, I'm a fan of the animation, but the price tag is the only thing holding it back for me. Yeah, it
0: been, yeah, it should have been twenty dollars. This is this is a twenty dollar game. This game is not very long. There's not much to do outside of beating up people and uh, finding a couple secrets here and there. It's it's it does not warrant thirty dollars. No, it doesn't. And we talked about that before, and I was like, yeah, I got it because I wanted to play it, but yeah, $30, no. It doesn't cut it. But it's surprising because I didn't say I was playing Destiny 2 or Monster Hunter
1: or anything because I switched up my games this week. Oh, what have you been up to? Just those two. That's it. Oh, that's it? No yeah. like, multiplayer grind going on? No,
0: no, no. I, I, I'll I wait till you start talking about Gears, and then I'll chime in there, but no. I played a little bit of muscle on the beginning of this week and then I turned it off because I was like, it's not Iceborne. And I got mad. <laughs> and then I got, I saw everybody talking about Iceborne. I was like, God damn it. I'm not playing it. Leave me alone. So, no, nothing else. Nothing else really. It's actually, I mean, we've got a lot of games coming out. I have, I, I am sitting on a Astro uh, chain.
1: Oh, me too. But, I haven't even taken it out of the shrink wrap yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I haven't done.
1: There's too many games. It's yeah, too many games. That
0: time of the year. So and man, I'm like, I'm I'm like, do I take it back? Because you've got Destiny 2 Shadow Keep in
1: Oh man two weeks. That's, that's so close.
0: You've got Call of Duty, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna play this. This might go back to the store. I, I know my know. copy of Damon X Mechon is going back to the store because I have a code. <laughs> I almost yeah. opened it and I got home. I was like, Oh, Nintendo, you sent us a code. Oh, <laughs> three days late or four days late, but okay. At least you Still sent it. Yeah. So that's know. me. Who's next?
1: Rob, you want to talk about Modern Warfare? I'm down
0: to talk about Modern Warfare.
1: Um, How much have you played?
2: I, so I've put in a few hours to it. Nothing too crazy. I think I only just got like create a class. Um, and so. I've... Okay,
0: wait, 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 wait. Before you two go on it, I have a couple codes that I've been giving out to people. Should I just install this and play
1: it. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. There's keyboard okay. and mouse for consoles. consoles. Just, yeah.
1: just. Yeah. Plug it in.
0: I am not going to put a keyboard and mouse on. Wait, are people actually doing
1: that? Yeah, it's natively supported. Oh god, that's not good. And then the crossplay goes live next week when everybody gets in the beta.
0: Okay, you guys talk. They, I'm going to go uh, install this right now. I want to say
1: just
2: a quick cyber, Did they even put like a system in place that it registers whether or not cuz I know no. some games no, I've have had, yeah.
1: I've had mixed lobbies and you, it's very apparent when someone's using a keyboard and mouse. Okay, all
2: right. Not a huge deal cuz I mean it's going to be crossplay anyway so i'm sure they'll figure it out by the
1: time the full game's coming out yeah it's gonna have input-based matchmaking in the in the final product yeah yeah right now it's it's everyone together yeah yeah no okay
2: um yeah so i I put in some time into it uh like i said not too too much just because i only just installed it yesterday and played it a little bit yesterday and today so um i just i'm Super impressed by just the way that it moves. It's super quick, super fast, super smooth. Um, and I know I've, the only like real like major issues, just because it was a beta, was like graphical issues. Like everything else felt super smooth. Um, the movement is amazing. Like just like climbing over stuff is is like real quick. You can you can move and shoot at the same time. Like when you're climbing, uh, I I love just like moving around. It feels so intuitive and it's it's just it's beautiful it, it's like mind-blowing how nice it looks and it, it it actually runs pretty great like it's it's pretty solid um and the guns and stuff are like oh, they just oh it's, it feels so good feels great, kind of rambling, right? but it, it just it, the way it feels they've like mastered how it should be just like frantic fast but like you can it feels like you can get better as you go it, it it's awesome I've en- I've enjoyed it a lot so far.
1: So how are you feeling about the pacing of this year's Call of Duty? It's it's a lot slower than previous years. Uh see that's the thing though, because I feel like it's fast and slow sometimes. Yeah, like it's still Cause... Call of Duty, but like it's it's you got to think about it a little more.
2: Yeah, yeah, especially with just like the way because I I played mostly like just like the domination game type because I just hop into quick play, um, and like. A lot of the times, like, people, like, they'll shut doors, they'll set traps, deployable covers, and, like, they'll, they'll like, hanker down, and, like, they'll really hold a position for a while. It's not like previous Call of Duties where it's, like, you'd hop in there, if there's one or two people in a point, then you could have, like, a whole squad spawn there, take that point, and then move on to the next one, and it would just keep rotating. Um, Now it's more a lot, like, once a point is taken, if they choose to defend it, they can, and they will keep it. Like, it's... It's so much more, the defensive gameplay is like way more structured towards the more people you have, the more people are interested in keeping that, that point. And it's much harder to get in there because it's like they they will start, you know, watching corners, closing doors. It's so much harder to get in. Like you have to really come up with a solid plan. That's the part that I really enjoy a lot because I like playing games like Siege um, where it's that, that that game is based off of that, you know, like set up a good defense or break down a good defense. And I like that aspect of it a lot and it it's it's really interesting and it makes like games like domination more fun because it's not just a cycle of people going from C to B to A to B to C to C you know it just keeps going and now it actually feels like you're taking a position and holding it and it should be satisfying if you take it away from someone so I actually I like it a lot more that it's considered slower but it it feels like it's more of a challenge to actually take a point and and defend it, you know. Yeah, that's, they, I they've added a lot, lot
1: of a lot yeah. of defensive options this time around, and I feel like modes like headquarters really shine, and that's a good. It's a good idea to put headquarters in the beta, and it's one of the three modes that's in there right now. Like yeah. capturing that headquarters and then having respawns disabled, and you have to hold down that point. It's exhilarating, and the the removal of the mini map is really what changes this game up a lot. Uh, do you have any strong opinions about that? Because some people are not happy that the minimap is gone. Uh, not as not a
2: huge deal. I mean. I think the removal of the mini-map is... It kind of just plays into the franticness of Call of Duty just in general. And, I mean, you can kind of just, like... keep it. I guess it's easier to just be focused on what's in front of you. And that's why a lot more people will watch corners and things like that. Rather than, like... Because if you have a mini-map, it's really just, like, wait till someone shoots, you look, and then you'll start running to the spot where there was that one red blip. And then, all of a sudden, their whole team's there, and you know where they are. It's, like now you can actually you actually literally have to think about where you're going and be smart about map design which is pretty cool um i mean i i care more about that stuff i'm
1: sure like casual players be like oh i can't you know I can't yeah and there is still a are. there's a compass at the top of the screen that shows um like directions and enemy shooting but it doesn't yeah. give you like it just gives you a direction not like their precise location
2: yeah, you can't like look up at the map and be like, oh, they're in this building, and then like say, oh, it's top floor or bottom floor, and then you, you have to just like, mm-hmm. walk yeah. up And the maps are a you know, lot
1: more like open this time around, and like there's a lot of interiors, a lot of windows, and a lot of vantage yeah. points you have to really watch out for. But I think it's really interesting how you have to actually scan the environment and check all your corners, check windows, instead of just looking at the minimap to get around. Mm-hmm. Open. And they, they turned the there. minimap on today It's in the beta. It wasn't on for uh, the first two days, but now that it's open, they put the minimap on but it only shows your teammates position. It won't give away enemy positions. And I feel like they're trying to compromise cuz like on the subreddit people are really really wanting that minimap back, but the developers I feel like they have a very distinct vision for what they want Modern Warfare multiplayer to be like. Yeah. And like showing red dots on a minimap is going to diminish that. Yeah. And they've always kind of stated too that they want they have a specific idea
2: of what this game is going to be like and they want to stick to that as much as possible. Um the other thing I wanted to talk about is that I like how the scale feels a lot larger, even though the maps may not be bigger, that like even if the sight lines might be slightly it's larger, it's 10 versus 10, right? Um, that's that's the new, uh, well, they have 6v6
1: like normal, but now there's 10 v 10.
2: Yeah, I believe so. But I mean, just in general, with map design, I feel like you as the player in the map, it, it just feels larger. Um, like it's not like it, it's not like a typical. Like kind of Call of Duty, where it's like you're you're in a map and it feels like a condensed area where there's some points on the side where you can kind of go inside somewhere, and then there's like a long hallway over here. It kind of feels like um, like there's just more scale to it. Like it it is a larger battlefield, and it may be just because I played on some of the larger maps, or that it just and it just feels like there there's like there's, there's larger, more to it than just three yeah, lanes, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, it is actually like thought into the map design where it's not just like, here's an archetype for a closed-in space where people are going to use submachine guns and shotguns. Like it actually feels like a like a like a landscape. It's not like just like a
0: configured area. <laughs> for a So, type question of for style. you both. So, I haven't been following this at all because I'm trying to, pay, I'm I'm getting ready for the PC release. Like I guess I haven't played a Call of Duty game in quite some time. You said it's a 10v10 format so what exactly are the formats in the beta right now is it just a so uh, team
1: deathmatch or what they have team they have a quick play playlist that has team deathmatch domination headquarters and they added a new mode called cyber attack that's in its own playlist the um, hell is
0: cyber attack it's
1: kind of like search and destroy uh there's a bomb site for each team but there's only one bomb so you kind of have to fight over it and there's no response it's it's a new kind of mode i haven't really messed around yeah. with it too much. it's like very similar to cs in a way yeah it, okay it, yeah it is cs pretty much yeah but yeah, it's six versus six, like standard. Or there's ten versus ten variants of each uh, of each game type, and the full game. I believe there's going to be twenty versus twenty and thirty-two versus thirty-two. Mm-hmm. Start, cool. The ground war mode, which is thirty-two versus thirty-two, is going to be in the beta next weekend. Whenever everybody's in uh, crossplay, I am excited. Does not that? thirty-two versus thirty-two seem like?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty massive. They, and they didn't they say there's no Battle Royale coming to this game or anything it's, of that effect?
1: They have said it's not, but there are a lot of leaks that say it's coming eventually, which I, I would be opposed not. to it because I really think this style of gameplay suits itself well to Battle Royale.
0: I just don't want I'm them to say, it no, like, it's not coming, and then they bring it out. It's like, well, you lied to us.
1: It, it's, the leaks say it might be a little standalone thing, or it might be like a free-to-play. It's really weird what they're trying to do with it, especially yeah. because they have Blackout already. But like you know, it'll be it won't be at launch for sure. I think it'll be next year if it happens. Yeah,
2: yeah. The leaks say it's it's gonna be like a standalone like experience separate from the current Modern Warfare that we're gonna be getting. And I mean, that's totally fine. I. Was never huge on Blackout anyway, um, and I mean, if they added it to this game, you know, I, I like battle royales to an extent. It's always something that I'll try for a while, but kind of give up just because I don't really like the game type in general. I've um, given
0: up. I yeah, I'm with you. I'm just not a fan. And I used yeah. to be heavily on a uh, uh, PUBG, and then well, this is when I was playing on PC, and we kept having issues with the. Uh, God, I don't want to say this because that sounds bad, but uh, the Chinese hacking. Where they kept saying you need to have a different server pool because we keep getting these guys over here, and eventually they did something. But at that point, I was one of those people that were like, You know what? I don't care, I'm done, I'm done playing the game. Yeah, never cared about Fortnite, never cared about it. Yeah,
2: again, it's just another one of those games where it's like, I'll jump in, I think it's cool for a while, I'll have fun with friends, but I'll never consider playing it long term. Um, and I still like hop into like Apex every once in a while, but still, it's just kind of it like it's something that i'll try out and probably enjoy if they add it to the to model warfare but it like it's not a huge deal to me um i like some of the other game modes way more um and i just didn't, i'm not going to be interested in it even if they do add it so
1: rob did you try any of the uh night vision modes they added today no i didn't um i messed around with those for a few hours those yeah like my, it, the shooting and like it feels really visceral like it feels like you're there like yeah it's, the no no mini-map, having to physically look at what's on the screen and what's in front of you and scan for enemies. Like, the guns have a real kick to them. The night vision mode, though, is awesome. It's all the maps are at night, right? right? Um, you don't use the sight on your weapon. Like, if you have a, an equipped scope or even the iron sights, you don't use it. Whenever you aim down sights, your guy will kind of, like, cock his gun to the left, and you'll aim with a, a, a laser sight. Every gun has a, a laser sight on it Nice. Right mm. But the thing is, because everyone's wearing night vision goggles, you can't take them off. If you, you aim can't down see the, the laser. sights... No, you can see everybody's lasers. Huh. everyone. So if, you, if someone's holding an angle, you can see that laser. So there's like lasers flying everywhere. You're trying to trace them back to where the enemies are, but you can't tell if they're friendly lasers or not. It people don't hold angles as much because if you're not aiming, you can't. Your laser doesn't show. It, it's a really different game at night, and I think that's it's way more than just a a visual change, which I really like.
2: Yeah, I remember hearing the idea of it, and I would think, oh, this is interesting. Uh, I never actually got into it, um, but. I mean it, it it sounds awesome i mean it does it still does it feel slower i guess just because like people are like more afraid to maybe move around if there are lasers in sight like does it feel like it's a more like everybody's scared everybody's you know being very cautious or is it still like the
1: same gameplay just in a different the, the like, pace doesn't feel that altered like it's still got that slowness to it but it's still frenetic but like the tone is much different. I feel like everybody's constantly on edge and worried. Like, I know whenever I'm playing the night vision mode, compared to, like, regular Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I'm I'm on edge. Like, I, I don't know where anybody is, because it's, it's also, it's dark. It's hard to see. The lasers are going off everywhere, and you feel disoriented in a way, but, like, not to the point where it hinders the gameplay. It's, it's yeah. a lot of fun, and I think, like, Call of Duty's had night variants of maps before, but now that, that stuff really matters. Yeah. Yeah, it was never really
2: like a like its own gameplay variant. It was literally just like if you go into this tunnel and you can't see, press up on the D-pad and that's it. Like this actually is like a substantial like different way
0: to play or at least it can be. So, let's back up. Let's back up a second. You you talked about the weapons a lot and you you just touched over briefly. You said they feel
1: good, they sound good. Can you can you elaborate on that? So, Call of Duty's always had good shooting. It's it's like what the series is known for, but Modern Warfare They have totally revamped the sound design and the visual feedback. Whenever you shoot a gun, like shotguns especially, like they have a a real, really nice kick to them. Um, the time to kill is extremely fast. Like two to three shots, someone's dead. Um, shotguns, it's they have incredible range, which is something that a lot of games don't normally do. Even handguns, like you put Mm -hmm. someone down really quick. The guns have they have a real sense of power, and that goes both ways. So if you see somebody, you can kill them. But if you get caught out in the open, you're just you're gonna die. Yeah,
2: yeah, the big thing for me is the visual feedback because I think Call of Duty's always had good audio and sound design um, in all of their guns, like they all sound completely authentic. Um, most of the time they just sound really good. The visual feedback in, in the beta though, is like the biggest thing for me, especially with my point with handguns that i mentioned, I think a few episodes in the podcast was that the visual feedback for the handguns looked massively improved. And then when I tried it in the beta, like it literally feels so much better because there's something with handguns in that in previous call of duties, the visual feedback has been so bad for them. They literally feel like pea shooters. Like it never felt like an you were actually using a handgun and it would always just kind of feel like just unnaturally weak. Um, and it, it it would almost feel like every time I'd pick up a handgun, I'd be like, "All right, why am I? Why do I even have this sidearm when I just have like a like and have a main rifle and just use that?" Um, it it actually feels like like the, the visual feedback that it gives you when you use a handgun now is so much more improved that it you know it, it's it's a weapon you would want to use if you're not using your main weapon. It's not just like a last resort thing. Like it actually f- like looks. Like a weapon that could do massive damage. It's not. It's not just like a pea shooter anymore. Like it, it's much more satisfying that you can actually aim down, and when you fire, it, it, it there's there is a kick to it. It's not like it's not like you're just kind of like shooting your 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 weak weapon while you reload or, or move away. Like it, it just feels like massively better. Like that's the best example to me. All the rest of the guns, like it's just improvements over over what it's been previously in that like it just feels natural you can kind of understand how your recoil is going to go like the recoil spread you can kind of manage that well um and i think they present it in a way where it's like you know you can understand your weapon if you see the way it fires and you use it for long enough to to the point where you can be very comfortable and then you understand how it is and then within that you become a a better player because you can you know understand what you have to do and it, it just Massive improvement there for me, um,
1: specifically in the visual feedback. I just it's so much better. So yeah, there's there's a lot of recoil and stuff on the weapons. Like they feel incredibly powerful.
0: What have you guys been playing on? PlayStation Four or PlayStation Four Pro? I'm on Pro.
1: I'm also on Pro. Yeah.
0: What do you guys think about the resolution, frame rates? Are there any issues there, or is it is it smooth?
1: Oh, it's beautiful, and the game is smooth. It's yeah. It, there were some frame rate drops in the alpha sometimes, but they seem to have improved upon that a little bit. So. It's rock solid 60 frames, the game is gorgeous. It's open yeah. right now, anybody can go download it, so
2: Yeah, it opened up today. Um and uh yeah, I the only thing were like visual hitches. It was never like the frame rate went down or like the resolution looks choppy or something just looks like jagged or gross looking. Like a lot of the times like the only graphical hitches would be like some people aren't holding their gun right or like sometimes people would run and and do something but it it's, it doesn't look like they did something. That those were the only like very few minute things, but other than that it looks great and feels great. So
1: another thing I really oh, want to point ahead. out with Modern Warfare is play element because in previous Call of Duties I've normally played alone or if I'm with friends we're kind of just chatting about regular stuff, not really focusing on the game. Whenever I've squatted up with friends, we're giving call-outs, we're working together and forming strategies. And, like, I play a lot of Rainbow Six Siege, and I feel like my, my Siege mindset is being applied to Call of Duty here, which is something I never thought would happen. I'm actually thinking about the objective. I'm thinking about how is the most effective way to enter and exit a building. I'm thinking about where would the enemies be posted if they were going to, like, overwatch an area. Like, I'm not just holding forward and sprinting and shooting people uh, as I see them. I'm, I'm actually putting thought into it, which I really like. Yeah.
0: Okay, you mentioned that. Let me ask you this, then. So you said you brought in some Siege mentality. And Rob, you also said it reminds you a lot about Siege in the beginning, right? Yeah. Do you
1: think that this could take a majority no. or something? No, no not no. even close. They are not okay. the same game. It's it's still Call of Duty. Don't get me wrong. This is a Call of Duty game. It's just you have to think about it just a little more. It's not as mindless. Yeah. Rainbow Six Siege is a much different experience.
2: Yeah. It's just elements of it. It's not, it's not like a like a direct experience copy. Um, it definitely feels like it's not a game where you're, like I kind of um, mentioned earlier, where it's just like previous multiplayer modes, like Domination would just kind of revolve around, everything would kind of move in a circle. Now it actually feels like you take a spot, you keep a spot. It actually feels like the, the gameplay that you're trying to do isn't revolving around your kill score going up or your KD ratio. It's more about what the actual game type is when you're trying to hold a position you got to defend it attack it you know it it feels like they're they're narrowing down what the experience is supposed to be and making sure that a player when they when they jump into it they they actually play towards the objective rather than you know just oh it's team deathmatch but slightly different like it it actually feels like they're they've narrowed down and improved the gameplay to the point where it plays like how it should rather than it's
1: just like everything kind of moves around you shoot your gun you get your kills and that's it I think even in Team Deathmatch, like, people are still holding down, like, crucial buildings and, like, holding ground. And a lot of people are complaining that there's a camping problem, which, some, don't be wrong, some people still are definitely camping, just like in Call of Duty, it's tradition. People sure. will sit in corners, but, like, a lot of people, myself included, are getting their little groups together, and they are posting up in Windows, and they are holding points and choke points on the map. And a lot of people who are used to traditional Call of Duty gameplay of running around and Twitch shooting yeah. are, are com- misconstruing it as camping. Hmm. And There's a very thin line there, but I I feel like this is a much more defensive Call of Duty than an offensive one.
0: Well, it sounds like everything you guys have said so far is positive, so I'm downloading it right now. It's going to take a while because PlayStation is just so freaking slow. But it sounds interesting. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to switch gears and talk about another shooter, uh, Gears of War 5, and since Diego has not finished the campaign, we'll just talk about the multiplayer aspect. Now, I've only played um, Horde and Escape. Mainly escape, just because I think escape is amazing. I cannot stop playing that for some reason. How much of the, how much of the multiplayer have you played on Gears Five?
1: It's most multiplayer. I, I haven't really touched Horde that much, um, and Escape I played a little bit, but multiplayer is where it's at. And man, that feels gunplay feels good. Yeah, I it just, does. Uh, uh, last time I was on the podcast, I mentioned that I had finished Gears of War Ultimate Edition, and going from that directly to Gears Five is such a step up. It it feels incredible. A lot of the guns feel a lot different. Um, they really like the active reload. Even that feels a lot better. It. I mean, the game's gorgeous too. Native 4K at 60 frames. It looks and runs great. It feels great. It's just a really, really, really good third-person shooter. Just wait till you play four, then go to five. I everything I care about four is negative. Yeah, it's. But you're saying you're playing them all through, so eventually you're going to hit did, four. I did watch just the the recaps of like one through four on on Gears of War five. So, I think I'm just going to go ahead and start the campaign just because I want to play one, two, and three just because that's, that's, those are important games. Like, I yeah, have to that's have fine. played those. Yeah. But, like, four, I can skip that. And judgment,
0: you can skip that. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, we just
1: pretend that one didn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't exist.
0: So, all right. So, I will say that majority of my gameplay, multiplayer, has been escape. I played a little bit of Horde, and Horde is just Horde. It hasn't changed. There's no big difference there. It's just Horde mode. Escape, though, is you and two other people then you get to escape from random areas or random, I'll call them dungeons. And they're actually fun because if you try it by yourself, I've actually got paired by myself a couple times because people dropped out. I don't know what happened there. And I kept dying. I I guess eventually I will be able to do it because it, it seems like it's a great challenge. But if you're there with one more person or two people, you can just run through and wreck stuff and you're fighting many bosses and trying to get away from the venom and trying to beat the stage in a certain amount of time. And there's a, there's a, a worldwide ladder where they tell you where you've ranked that. That's a lot of fun. I've been playing that for a while. Um, there's also, I, I, I saw on the right of it, there's a, you can actually make your own levels and send them out. So I haven't tried that. It reminds me
1: a lot of, uh, left for dead. And I think that's really cool.
0: Eh, it didn't strike me as left for dead, but you well, know
1: what it yeah, does. You're yeah. going through cause like kind of this, a linear little, 20 minute ish dungeon area, and then you know, kind of do it for best times. Repeat, it's a lot of fun working with co op. It's not like carbon copy, but I can see that influence. I really hope they
0: expand on this because I really enjoy it. I want to see more maps. I want to see maybe larger maps. I just like the fact that it's you and two other people running through an area, and it's not a campaign, so you don't have to worry about telling any narrative or anything. Just put obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, and let us get through it. It's fast. You can jump in it within seconds. I really enjoy this game. I think it's one of their best modes so far.
2: So yeah, I actually, I have a few questions just because I'm somebody who played up until Gears three on my 360 and checked out just for a few reasons, a, because I didn't get an Xbox one and b, just because I was kind of like the Gears of war three had some sense of finality to it, at least in the campaign. So I just kind of ended up uh, just leaving the series just because I didn't feel like playing and i didn't really have access to playing it anymore um is this a game where it's like if i jump back in is it gonna feel uh like a like a nostalgic experience is it gonna feel improved is it something that if i were to jump back in um would i have a good time with it if it's like um i haven't played gears in a while is it something i'm gonna be able to jump in right away and kind of remember and relearn everything like yeah. It, yeah yeah
0: the systems for the most part have not changed Okay. There are there are minor tweaks. If you jump in after playing three, you will be rusty, obviously, but you will be able to jump right back into it with no issues. But playing five and going back to one, two, three, and even four, it's going to be difficult if you play five. Like oh, I like three, I'm mean, gonna go play three again. You're gonna go, wow, this is like night and day differences. Hmm. You won't want to touch the older games again.
1: So is that like the difference mechanically, or they're the same mechanics? They've just been refined to such an extent yeah. where it's hard huh. to go back to the older ones. Oh, okay. All right. So and not it just, just feels that. Like better, also, like, the
0: frame rate, the resolution is so much better. They've, yeah. they've, they've perfected it. Put it it's that
1: incredibly way. polished.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. So, like, weapon balance and stuff is much better. I remember weapon balance was a big issue.
0: Melee uh, is big yeah. time re- uh, tweaked, refined, big time. Melee okay. and other games were terrible, and here it's so much better. And they made a change where in what was it one, two, and three? If you hold down the B button, you would do your chainsaw. Now you actually have a punch or or, or melee hit a button, and yeah. then you also have a, a dedicated chainsaw button.
2: Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, no, I was just curious because as somebody who has, doesn't really play the series anymore, I was curious about maybe jumping back in at some point, and I just wanted to see what the difference was, if it was like a vast improvement or just like a big change. You have Xbox Game Pass, right? I have PC Game Pass, or at least I will be getting it soon. But well, there you go. There.
1: Jump in, play. Yeah, if you yeah. if you have some form of Game Pass, there's really no excuse to not at least to jump in for a few multiplayer yeah. games or like Escape or Horde. There's and something since, here for everyone. Yeah.
0: yeah, and since we're talking about Gears Five, let's go ahead and talk about that element because I think this is um. What's the word, what's the word looking for? A great success. It for Microsoft. Fortnite
1: as number one most played games on Xbox. See that? No, I didn't. I did yeah, not okay. see that. Since Fortnite like got big last summer, it has been constantly number one most played Xbox game. Since, since then, okay, Gears Five <laughs> when it launched uh, Ultimate on, on Game Pass, overtook it number one.
0: That would have been interesting that. if it if it beat a number one gaming stream. I guess nothing's going to the uh, Thrones. I didn't look uh, at mixed numbers,
1: but as far as like games being played by Xbox players, Gears Five overtook Fortnite, which is a huge yeah. milestone, and I think that really shows the power of Xbox Game Pass. Oh yeah, because yeah. for a
0: couple dollars, you're playing the latest and greatest game of the series, a triple title from Xbox on game pass
1: and like i said last time like this is their first big exclusive launch yeah, since Game it pass is has launched. I mean, it is I, I went back and rethought that that kind of Yes, yeah. but like Th- this that, kill horizon this, is, this has more mass appeal than, than forza horizon yeah. does
2: yeah that's what i was curious about too i was wondering if you thought the game would have been successful if it wasn't a like a game pass launch title not this successful yeah it
0: would have been successful but not to the extent that it is and, and look at this i want you to think about this for a second they were selling Gears of War 5 as a regular edition and also Gears of War 5 as the um, Ultimate Edition, which they always sell Ultimate Editions, which gives you access to more stuff right. and early access to the game. If you had Game Pass, you essentially had access to the Ultimate. So you were playing on Thursday. Hmm. You know how many people who didn't have Game Pass were signing up to get Game
1: Pass to play Gears on two Thursday? Two for $2. Like, you would have to be dumb to not do that and play Gears yeah. of War 5. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> it like, pretty if much sold each big, other. I, I cannot wait to see what Halo Infinite's launch is going to be like on Game oh Pass. Oh my God! And it's going to be next gen Maybe. too. Like day one, you can buy the new Xbox and not have to buy any games if you're subscribed to Game Pass because you get pretty much all the launch titles if they're going to. Or be don't, even buy,
0: exclusive. don't even buy. Don't even buy the new Xbox. You can play it on PC too. Yep. I mean, or it, Xbox. It, one. Mar- yeah, Microsoft. I I will say this: Microsoft has been has been getting their asses handed to them this generation, but they got their stuff together, and they're now looking at. I don't want to say this, but they're now looking at the end game here. And Game Pass, a subscription service, is pretty much going to top pretty much anything out there when it it hits its stride. When Halo comes out, when the games that Microsoft's new division, I keep forgetting who they're called, comes out with their brand new game, or games, because they're working on a couple of them, and they're on Game Pass day one. Or any AAA game from Xbox on Game Pass day one. That's just ridiculous. For everybody who thought Game Pass was not going to be worth it, look at it now. It's such a good deal. It's it's like you, there's no reason not to jump in on it.
1: I, still and I can't believe it exists. Like
2: it's been lazy. Crazy.
0: <laughs> and even though Microsoft is likely losing money on it, they're gaining money. Because everybody who has Game Pass will like, I
1: want this game now. I'm going to buy it. I don't think they're losing money. I think they've come out and said that it, it's a massive success and it's extremely profitable. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah you gotta think about that though. i mean you're giving away a a, a 50 60
1: hour game but they're for... making money on subscriptions and they're right. making money on DLC right and so it so
0: says. it equals out right yeah i think so it's, yeah, it's they're, profitable they're probably oh, yeah it and it's definitely money. profitable especially when sense. you get people that bought game pass and then forgot they have it and they're just getting billed every month and every month and every month and they come back oh i got game pass let me play something
1: and i think game pass like it it's Common knowledge at this point, but like it brings people into games they wouldn't normally play. Like, I, yes. I don't like racing games that much. I put so many hours in the Forza Horizon 4 and I bought both expansions. Yep. For a game and I not, would not have touched. And not even that, as a
0: parent point of view, right? I can buy Game Pass and say, here you go, guys, go play these games. Like I said before, instead of paying 50 $60 on a game, going to GameStop or Best Buy or even downloading digitally and say, here's Game Pass, $10 a month, play the games, leave me alone. Yeah. And I and love someone, that there's indies yeah.
1: on there too. Because, like, mm-hmm. you, they have the cornerstones. Like, for the kids, they have Minecraft, they have Rocket League. For us, they have, like, Gears on there. But then you're like, oh, what's this Creature in the Well game that just came out? Like, that's, that's a game I played with Game yeah. Pass. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And
0: it's, that they're always adding something new. Like, Resident Evil 4 is on there. Devil May Cry 5 is on there. Yeah. Blair Witch is on there. You know, it's
1: like, great. Keep giving us these. Keep this. It's do not this. just that it's monthly, it's that they add substantial games every month. It's never yeah. a killer. Yes. Yeah, and Game Pass is—it's just—it's so
2: powerful for indie games. Like, there are so many games out there that people would easily miss if they just didn't have Game Pass. They—they'd like, like, probably look at a trailer and be like, "Oh, I don't really know if I even care about that. Like, it doesn't even have a cool mechanic that I like." Like, there's so many opportunities for people to just be bored one day and just be like, "All right, I'm gonna jump into this one." Just—it is—it is, like. it
0: is the Netflix. It is the minutes. Netflix of yeah. Xbox. That's what it is. Yeah, and they did a great job with this. I'm—I was very uh, skeptical about it. When they talked about it many many years ago, but yeah, it's it's big time. It's really big, and I'm glad that they're they're very successful with it. Yeah, it's doing a lot of good for Microsoft, and they definitely needed this win. They really needed this. All right, uh, my head is killing me here. I'm trying to remember what we are going to talk about here. We've got gears out the way. We've got Call of Duty out the way. Oh yeah, I played Tokyo. a Tokyo. Well, you wanted to talk about Monster Hunter World, both of you two, right? Well, I yeah, did. you did. Yeah, Rob he, he did I don't I, know if Rob. I played haven't it. even played Monster Hunter, so <laughs> okay. Well, Rob, you can't talk about it. I can't yeah. talk about it because I don't have it. So whatever. I mean, I, mean ahead, I talked January.
1: about it on the last episode, but I, I've I've done my review's up on the Outer Haven. You should go check that out. Um, I've spent a lot of time with the End Game. Um, I don't really want to spoil it because it's it's spoil kind it. of a nice surprise. Spoil I'm go- it. I'm gonna spoil I can't play it to January. All right. Um, Monster Hunter World. Once you finish, the- so there's one new area they added in the game, the Horfrost Reach. It's it's the snowy region. That they've shown in all the trailers, but that's not the only new location in Monster Hunter World Iceborne. There's a new area called the Guiding Lands, and you get there after you beat the Iceborne story. And what it is, it's a mishmash of the four areas from the base game of World. So you have the Ancient Forest, Wildsparrow Waste, Coral Highlands, and Rotten Vale all in one location. And it's not the full, the full areas, it's just like imagine a big Monster Hunter World map, but like every quadrant event is like themed around one of those areas. So it's the Pangea of Monster Hunter World. Pretty much and wow. uh monsters from those areas can can spawn there so you you have to hunt these monsters and as you hunt the monsters the area that you fight them in levels up and it goes from one to four and then you can increase that like, half to seven uh and you start off with small weak monsters like great jaggers and stuff but you can eventually level up to like elder dragons showing up and uh you don't go out on quests there you just kind of go on an expedition and hang out there for a few hours and you hunt monsters back to back to back and they drop materials you can only get there which is really cool um it really beats World's Endgame of just like grinding for decorations and streaming. I was not a stabbing. fan of
0: Monster Hunter World's Endgame. Not at yeah, all.
1: Yeah, this is so cool. I just love that you, can just, you don't have to do a quest. You can just hang out there. And it, there's a reason to do it because you get exclusive materials. And it, it takes a while. And you can unlock new monsters. There are monsters that are gated behind this. Are um, they new monsters to this series or just returning They are ones? all returning monsters. Okay. There are six of them. Um, you get one, uh, it's Zen Ogre, whenever you first go to the Guiding Lands, and you get one whenever you level up your first area to four, and then the other four show up whenever you level up each of the four areas to level seven. But to even get them to level seven, you have to reach Master Rank 100. I think it's either 100 or 70, but you have to do a lot of grinding to get there. But the, yeah, once you beat Iceborne, once the credits roll, you still have a lot of work to do, which I think is really cool. Hmm. I, I'm really yeah. enjoying Iceborne. Yeah, well, I will too when January gets here. But um, I also played a little bit of Borderlands Three. If I can talk about that for a second. Oh mm. boy, oh, that boy. game does not run well on anything. I've the, heard. Yeah. So a buddy, of on, four, and buddy, buddy of, of mine it on, on Twitch,
0: what's it Twitter, who works for uh,
1: WCFF, was talking about the performance, and he is not very happy about this game. So on PC, it stutters like a lot. Uh, frame rate mm. was. I'm getting a decent performance, but like it'll it'll hitch every few seconds, so it's almost unplayable. On PS4, I'm on Pro. There's a resolution mode that runs at 4K 30, and a performance mode that's supposed to be 1080 60. Uh, resolution mode is unplayable, completely unplayable. It never hits a rock solid 30, even when nothing's going on. During oh, combat, it'll drop into the low teens. It's so bad. Nope. Jeez. Performance mode is playable. It's supposed to be 60. It's it's th- it's above 30, but it's never ever close to 60. It's like 45, 50 ish in a good area. Uh, at least it good. works. That's, I can play the game. That's fine. But this it's never is good when they give you a frame rate patch. that's not blocked. It's so bad. And it's it, especially coming off of playing the Handsome Collection, that's at 4K60 with all the expansions and it's butter smooth. Going to this, it's rough. It's so rough. The game's fun, though. I mean, the writing, uh, not good. But shooting? Yeah, I've great. heard that.
0: I've heard that. Apparently, from what I'm understanding, is the novel on the PC version is causing a lot of issues. But we know the novel is is good for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's great. I'm waiting for somebody to, to to hack it again, put the crack version up, and then people will play it, the crack version and go, "Hey, this runs so much better than the legit version. Why is this?" and then we'll all look at the novel yeah
2: it kind of sucks because this is like i hadn't really played a whole lot of borderlands like i played two a little bit but i kind of played beyond its time so i was kind of hoping i would jump into borderlands 3 just kind of after seeing what first impressions were like and i was hearing like all these like uh oh, the game runs bad yada 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 like it's not that good and i was just like eh, all right you know whatever um and it just kind of sucks because like it's always a game i've or a series I've always wanted to jump into. And I have Borderlands 2. Like, like, I could hop in and play that, but there's just so many other things. Um, so it just kind of sucks that, like, <laughs> the brand new game is still not even that good or just, like, tough to.
1: Yeah, I play mean, if, through. if you love Borderlands, you'll like Borderlands 3. But if you're not a fan of the series, I would probably skip it. That's exactly what I'm
0: hearing. And yeah. that's what put me off. It's like, uh eh, Borderlands was nice and all, but. I wasn't all gun
1: hole over it, so I And even me like I love Borderlands, it. but man, three, the writing has taken such a turn. Like in two it was it was passable, but here most of the jokes don't land. And in Borderlands they, they go, the jokes go at hundred miles an hour. There's a joke every few seconds and none of them stick. It's it's painful at times. It feels like what like a group of middle aged men would think fifteen year olds find funny. <laughs> and it's all it's all like meme culture, but this game has been in development for like five plus years, so a lot of it's outdated. Yeah. yeah,
0: somebody was talking about there's a lot of sex jokes in there and things of that nature. So yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's just Unfortunately.
1: Not... Yeah, just play it for the gunplay if you're going to play it. And and Pitchfork is like, this is
0: doing so much better than Borderlands 2. And I'm like, how... Why would you say that? None of this... None of it makes any sense. One, Borderlands 2 is an old game. Two, it didn't have the exposure back then. Three, you hyped up Borderlands 3 to the point where anybody who had a passing interest got it. Yeah. Whether it was good or bad, yeah, they I mean, that's it up. a fair comparison from the media. Yeah, I think at not at gonna, all.
2: People are going to leverage that with the amount of stories that are coming out that says it runs bad,
1: and I'm sure they'll come up with their own informed decision. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a shame. All right, well, and before we move on to Tokyo Game Show, I want to talk about one more game that I've been playing. Uh, oh, read that online. Oh yeah, he did talk about that. I also hopped
2: in for a little bit. Oh, Didn't did go too far, but um, yeah, I hopped in for a little bit. I'm excited
1: to kind of actually p- play the game online now. <laughs> yeah, like there wasn't any content up until now, but now they actually gave the game uh, things to do. There are new specialist roles is what they're called, and um, they cost 15 gold bars to start. That's the premium currency. Um, um A bounty hunter, a trader, or a collector. And these have... Not stories, but like, there's there's a little like mission to introduce you to the to the gameplay loop and what they're all about. And but there's a progression tree, and you can unlock new weapons, new items, cosmetics. Yep. Uh, and there's also new gameplay stuff like bounty hunters can find wanted posters in towns, tear them down, and go hunt a bounty. And you would think that would get repetitive, and it does. But there's some small things that make it uh, a little bit fresh. Like my, some of my bounty targets are the simple go here, bring the target back that are alive. But other ones like the bounty and his gang were on a train, so I had to like jump on the train, take them out. Uh, sometimes there's two bounties, which be a little bit uh, tricky to transport with one horse. Uh, other times you have to go stake out a place, wait for someone to show up. It's really fun. It's really cool. Gives you have something to work towards because you can unlock uh, cool stuff. Trading is what I've been spending a lot of time with. It reminds me a lot of GTA Online because in GTA Online you can run a business. Yeah. And that's the main gameplay loop there. You uh, like get supplies and then you can go sell for a bunch of money. Red Dead Trading is the same kind of way. You start a, tr- uh, a store out of your camp, bring back pelts and other things that you hunt to uh, this butcher table. And over time, if you keep it supplied, uh, it'll it'll generate goods and then you can sell them once this bar fills up for a bunch of money. And as you level it up, you can unlock like things like a wagon to store uh, pelts while you're hunting, which is completely helpful. Uh, and other stuff like that. And then you can pick up cool stuff for your camp. Like, you can buy a dog now. You can actually pet the dog, unlike some other games we have talked about. Hey. Ugh, <laughs> I want to pet the dog. I really want to pet the dog. Collector, though, is, like, the one that's most interesting to me because there's no combat involved in it at all. Um, Throughout the world of Red Dead Online, there are treasures that you can find. Kind of like in a single player, you can follow maps to find, like... Yes. Yeah. And that that's not all you can do, though. Like, you can buy the maps to take you to, like, certain treasures, but you don't need the maps. You can just go look around and explore places. And there's a bunch of things to find, like playing cards, family heirlooms, jewelry, and you can sell them, but if you get the full set, uh, they'll sell for a lot more, so that's kind of the kind of goal there. And uh, you can get some stuff for your horse if you do that. The upgrades aren't as cool for that one, but I think exploring the world and actually having reasons to go look around and find things is really cool. And on top of that, they made the game actually play like a video game now. Like, your characters actually do what you tell them to. Looting doesn't play that same animation every time. Um, it, it, the shooting feels a lot more responsive. It's a lot more fun to play and there are actually things to do. So I think it's worthwhile to jump into Red Dead online right now. Plus if you have Twitch Prime or if you're on PS4, you get two of the uh rolls for free. So that's cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I hopped in for a bit um and I saw some of the new stuff and I was like, finally, I don't have to just steal a wagon, bring it back, steal a
1: wagon, bring it back. I oh, there are things like... in the back of wagons too now. That's because you can rob like people in Red Dead, obviously. Yeah. But if you would like stop somebody's wagon and go in the back, there would be chests, but they would always be empty. But now there are things back there. Hey, so I can be an outlaw now. It's cool.
2: Hey, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I had a lot of fun just starting like the first like Bounty Hunter mission, and that was pretty cool. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm actually like willing to go and check in on this periodically. Rather than like before, it was literally just like, hey, this is just like when GTA Online was in a beta, where like, you learn how to drive a car, and then they drop you in a world. That's it. <laughs> That's
0: it. <laughs> like, Meanwhile, I have not played Red Dead Redemption 2 at all, even though I own it. Uh, Probably do that. Geez. That game's good. Or wait, I did the same thing with Spider-Man. Man. I finally played Spider-Man. I was like, yeah, this is great. Why but did I wait talking, so long? You haven't even played the story?
1: No. Oh, buddy. That's oh, so mad. Yeah, you should totally start that. There's
0: too many games. I know.
1: Especially if you played the first one.
0: That's There's so I'm many games. I, I think people are saying
1: <laughs> it's, it's like you can play it without playing the first one, but I think that too... You need to play the first one. You get so much more it's so, out of it. If you it play the story the first hits one, way harder if you play the first game. Oh, yeah. You'll miss so many things, but this is a game that came out like a year ago, so. Yeah, yeah. It'll be one of those
0: days where I'm like, you know what? I got like two weeks off. Let's play some games.
1: Oh, so good. Yeah. Online, there's a battle pass now, too, online. I feel like I should want that out. Oh, free uh, and paid. Oh, yeah. I, I dropped the 35 gold bars, which is about $12 to $15 for uh, the battle pass. I already had a. Because you've been playing Red Dead online for some reason, there's no content. Uh, Rockstar gave away gold bars like every week, so I had like 100. And I figured, why not? There's a lot yeah. of cool um, weapon skins and outfits and stuff in the Battle Pass, and a lot of cool emotes, which I didn't think I would get at Reddit Online. Yeah. There's a free tier, too, but that's kind of lame. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally into actually going in and playing it now. <laughs> Just yeah, there's like things to do, and... progression, and things to work towards now, like a real video game. Yep. All
0: right. I'm going to talk about Tokyo Game Show now because I know you all want to talk about Death Chat. And I know you're all disappointed that we did not get any more footage of our hero pissing on things.
1: And he took yeah. a bath, though.
0: He, he took a shower. He took a shower. And then he got interrupted. But seriously, we got 49 minutes of gameplay. I think we got some more today, which I haven't been following yet. What do you think about everything we've seen so far now? Are you still confused about the game? Do you have any idea what's going on? Do you not care? because You're already sold on the game. What do we got here? So Kojima
1: said, uh, before the gameplay came out, he said, um, this is for people who don't really believe in Death Stranding, like people who are still on the fence. Like, I don't know what this game is about. And me, a long time, from the first trailer, I was like, I'm on board. I don't care what this is. This could be be like a puzzle game or like a visual novel, and I'm still in day one. (laughs) So I didn't really want to watch this gameplay. But then I saw snippets of like Norman Reedus, like outside and riding a hoverboard or like in the bath with the baby. And I'm like, okay, I need to see this and see what's going on. And now that I've seen like the gameplay loop and like how the open world is going to work, I'm three hundred percent in. I'm so excited for this game, even more so than I was before. Yeah, I'm. I'm super interested in it. I always
2: was kind of interested just because I I like the things that Kojima does, even though he's kind of crazy a lot of the time. But he is he's very innovative and does a lot of. Different things, um, but I kind of had a relatively, like, an idea of what the game was going to be. It was, you take stuff from one place, go to somewhere else, but it, it's so much more than that, and, and like, being able to kind of see it shown off like that. Like, I'm definitely convinced I will totally pick it up and play it, um, and it, it looks like a lot of fun, and I just kind of like games that are experiences. I'm not really in it for being able to take something one place and go to the other. Like, that's not, like my thing like i i'm just ready to be in it and kind of experience that world because the world is the most interesting part to me uh yeah yeah and just kind of figuring out what the heck is going on in the story and what do you have to do where do you play your part if you're just like this delivery guy or whatever um and it it just it looks wild and i'm ready to experience it because it's going to be insane and fun
0: yeah same same thing same way (laughs) yeah
1: it's like a lot of people are really focusing on the mechanics. Like, well, what do you do in this game? Like, what's the combat like? Is it really just walking from place to place? But like, I'm, I'm the same way as Rob. Like, I, I'm really in it for the experience. Like, I want to be a part of this world, and I want I want to see what everyone's like and how these characters interact and be a part of that world and, and exist there for for a few hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this game is gonna
0: be a time sink for sure. But uh, yeah, the last big Kojima game I played was *Mortal Kombat 4*. I didn't really play all the way through five. I just started getting frustrated with five, but four was great. And I'm looking to have that same experience again and you know, play like 40, 50 hours of, of game just sitting here trying to figure out what exactly is going on.
1: I think it would be closer to five than four in terms of Metal Gear, but. Yeah. I think the, mechanically. It's the spirit you, of Metal Gear that matters.
0: Yeah. I think if you mechanically
2: enjoyed the way Metal Gear Solid 5 plays, then you'll probably enjoy Death Stranding for sure. Five
1: is so smooth. Yeah. I love that game. Yep,
2: I, I played the crap out of that game. I've got to have over 100 hours. Probably like the it. best feeling <laughs>
1: third person shoot I've ever played. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So, also at Tokyo Game Show, we also saw some uh the, the gameplay, the uh, battle system from Yakuza 7 or Yakuza Like a Dragon here in the West. And I really hope it turned the people onto it, the people who weren't very sober in it, because it looks exactly like the mock up they gave us back in April. It, the, the gameplay looks amazing. The combat system looks good. You can actually summon things and you have your two uh, characters or, or friends or whatever they are, partners that are helping you out through on combat. And I've watched it over and over and over and I'm really excited for this. I, I don't think this is a bad thing. We still have the 3D brawling, but it's just input commands instead of actually doing it in real time. I don't see any issues with this whatsoever. I'm excited for this. I can't yeah, wait me to too. it. I love
1: it. I can't wait it looks awesome yeah. uh, like there's there's no reason to be summons? afraid like that sounds awesome yeah
0: it, it looks amazing there's there is no reason for anybody to be afraid of this other than the fact that if you just don't like um innovation if you don't like changes you don't like changes, don't like changes turn like
1: turn-based you know, combat and I, I can see the complaints they have with it but like turn-based combat done well is really good and i think this is going to be yeah. a studio that does it well
0: yeah i i have zero complaints of this now i I was Like I said, I wasn't sure about it in the beginning, but then as I started reading and watching what they had, I was like, all right, this is cool. And now when I saw this from Toyko Game Show, I'm like, yeah, no, this looks amazing. I have no concerns now. Please give it to me. I want to play it today. So, Yeah, yeah, no problems with that.
2: Looks cool. It's definitely something that I'm like, if I do not go through and play all of Yakuza, it's something I'll pick up on sale one day just because I like turn-based combat in any game. Um, And I would probably just pick it up one day and just, Play just to play. I it. think you
1: can start with this one. Not really going to be a of the older story. Yeah, okay. no, yeah. This, this is, is like, a, this is why standalone. they dropped the number here in the States. So it's gotcha. like
2: a soft reboot of sorts. Okay, cool. Yeah, then I'll probably just pick it up one day and just be like, eh, I'm bored.
1: I'll just do this and probably have a good time with it. So has anybody been following Resident Evil or I'm sorry, Project Resistance? Project Resistance? This is just yeah. Dead by Daylight pretty much, right? Well, yeah. I
0: said it was more of, um, Evolve because I didn't play Death by Daylight, but I did play a lot of Evolve from Total Rock Studios when it was out. Yeah. Well, well no, because the more the w-
1: I've seen these comparisons being made to games like Dead by Daylight and Friday the Thirteenth, but apparently it's sort of not. I mean, it is asymmetrical; it's four v one, but the one it's not. You're not directly controlling like the monsters. Like they showed Mr. X in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this mastermind is what they're calling them. The one yeah. player. Um, they don't have direct control over over the the monsters, but they do have like. They can set down traps and then guide the monsters around, which I think is really cool. It's more like they're essentially playing a strategy game almost. Which yeah, it, is really yeah it's what it seems yeah. like.
0: It's, it's a strategy versus, it's, I guess, it's a- action strategy because, and that's not a genre that even exists because while the four people were fighting to get out and to get around, the one person is basically the mastermind, strategically placing things to stop them yeah it's um yeah. it's everything cross of the genres there
2: yeah when i heard about it i was like this reminds me so much of like those gary's mod custom games where people would do like obstacle courses and then one person would be able to kind of go through push a button and then they would shoot out like barrels somewhere and hit the player and they'd have to try and like dodge them it reminds me so much of those and i used to have so much fun with them just like randomly like on a random server i'd just be like oh, right, okay i'll just do an obstacle course and it it reminds me of those, which are so like kooky and fun. Like that's what I expect this game to be, just like as a full experience. And I think that could be like really fun to just kind of pick up and and just play, even if you don't like Resident Evil. Like it's just it, it's just going to be goofy fun. Which I'm I just hope it lives for.
0: up to the Resident Evil. I mean, even though Resident Evil is not in the title, it's a Resident Evil game. And is, is Project Resistance the full title? We don't know. That, that's going to be called Resident
1: Evil something. Like it that's has what they're be. calling it right now.
0: They're just saying Project Resistance. It not to anything else other than that.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they just call it Resident Evil Outbreak. That's, that's a known quantity. That's a name. People are familiar with that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I guess it would be called Resident Evil Project Resistance, but until they give it its official official name, I'm just calling it Project Resistance. I'm pretty sure they'll call it Resident Evil.
1: There hasn't yeah, been course. one
0: single Resident Evil game that has not been called Resident it's Evil. Gonna
1: be, it's, yeah, it's going to be called Resident Evil. It's just the subtitles. What's going to be the interesting part?
0: Yeah. Uh, what else? Tokyo Game Show. Oh, yes, the Final Fantasy VII remake gameplay that's floating around. Turn based combat. Holy <laughs> shit! I'm sold. <laughs> I'm done. I want it now. I, okay. I know Josh was like, "I want it. It's going to be the best." And I'm like, "Sure, whatever, Josh. Shut up, Josh." But <laughs> like, I, I still this. Decided, but.
1: Am I the only one that's worried? Yes, I like I don't trust Square to, to pull all this off. This is way too ambitious and looks way too polished. I remember seeing things about this uh, like of this caliber before Fifteen came out, and that game came out, which is all right. I would yeah. agree
0: with you to an extent, but everybody's played this game and said this is good.
2: Yeah, only heard good things about it. I, well, I mean, I guess Fifteen was similar in that in that Fifteen, sense. like
1: the the vertical slices they showed before release, like the, the gameplay felt good. Like the demos I played felt great, yeah. but like when you. Put the whole team together as a package and like the world and like getting around and the characters it all just kind of felt okay and i'm really worried this game's going to come out and just be like a seven People aren't going to be th- happy about that the, the it, cannot, it cannot it cannot yeah it
0: has to be perfect or it's going to be that's the oh problem my God. i don't
1: trust i don't think square can make a perfect game they, they struggle making a good game most of the times
2: the thing for me is that i think even if they were to make this a, like a, a perfect or just like really good experience the big thing for me is that it's going to be episodic, so it's not going to be the full game anyway. So people will inherently be like, "Oh, well, it's not the full game, so I'm not really, you know." Like there could be people like that. Basically, I just think that that's kind of the big caveat to it all. Um, I've been super in for this game anyway. and I'm still going to pick it up uh, just because it's 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 going to be awesome regardless. Um, but I just think like because the big caveat of them still going with this episodic release and that we're only kind of getting a. A sliver of it that's just like it still takes away from it even though we know in like we've seen what it looks like now it looks great it's just it's only a slice of like this whole game that we were expecting to see coming and you know it, it all kind of depends on how this game shapes up like if people are wildly disappointed with it then
1: yeah all it, of a it's sudden, just the midgar you know, part right for this first uh, episode yes going to be all of midgar yeah. yeah i don't trust them to stretch out those like three to five hours into like a full rpg but it's i can i don't see them doing that without it being extremely padded. Yeah.
2: It's 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 going to be tough. And I mean, I think in the end people will be like even if they love this game, the next thing next game they will come out and be like this is completely different or they just it, it's going to be something that we don't expect and and may not enjoy. And I feel like that it, it it's bound to be something like that where the the next game is either not going to be good enough or this game is just going to be okay.
0: Well, we'll just have to wait and see, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. So we're getting close to the end of this podcast. Uh, I did want to bring up something that I find was very ironic, but one of those where I was like, I told you so. So a day or so ago, this Discord, yeah, Discord. you guys know from voice channels or uh, VoIP communications, and we use them to play games, a lot of fun stuff. Last year, they opened up their own gaming store, and I was like, this is really dumb. I don't know why they're doing this, but okay because we have too many gaming stores out there as it is. And I think they got lost in the shuffle when Epic Game Store came out. And everybody was talking about them and Steam and how, how Epic Game Store hates Steam and Steam hates them and et cetera, et cetera. And there was never any mention of Discord's gaming store. So they finally announced that they were going to be shutting it down in October due to the lack of use. And it's like, do you did not see this coming, Discord? Like, nobody comes to you for your gaming library. They come to you for the voice communications and the video streaming and a good place for people to get together to talk. They don't want you to sell them games. So, yeah. It was a nice attempt, I guess
2: if i recall correctly when they announced it it was just kind of like a lame deck hey here it is and that's kind of how discord does it with everything because they always prefer this kooky like hey here's this update we've got this brand new feature take a look all right go for it and then that's it it's like it's always just been kind of like uh this is a thing that exists use it if you want and then nobody uses it because it's like they're not convinced that it's something that they need and then they end up just not using it now. They're gonna take it away. Nobody's like, oh no, my 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 Discord game store where I bought all of two games. What am I gonna do now? Like,
0: you know. And it was and it was hilarious because when it came out last year, there was a game I was looking forward to heavily. It was um, God, what was it? It was kind of like a Souls, Dark Souls game, and it was supposed to come to Steam first, and then they were like, nope, it's coming to Discord games first. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what was that called? Ah, forget it too, because I was like, you know what? You're gonna do this and screw you guys. I don't care. I don't care what you're doing anymore. I can't. God, now, you go, now you're trying to remember the name of the game. Uh, you know what? How about this? Here's an easy way to do it Discord, first on Discord games. And the game was Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption. And I played a lot of the demo and I played a lot of the beta and I had some questions for them and I gave them some advice because they gave me early access to the game. And then they were like, hey, it's coming to Steam. And they were like, oh, wait, no, it's coming first on Discord. I was like, all right. I won't be playing this shit. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean. They tried the Epic Games Store before Epic Games Store came out. Yeah,
2: I'm not surprised and uh, okay. It did
0: not <laughs> work. did not work. <laughs> yeah. this back
1: to the Epic Games Store.
0: Oh, well, good riddance. Goodbye. We don't have enough for them anyway. <laughs> All right, I'm, um, I'm pretty much done here. You guys have anything else you want to talk about before we bounce out of here?
1: Well, I just want to talk about how the Discord store relates to the Epic Games Store real fast. Because,
0: uh-oh. Go for so, it.
1: They tried similar... I don't know how many games Discord had exclusive to their store. Was it just the one? Or did they have uh, more? Oh, no.
0: That? They had a bunch. They had a... But here's the
1: thing with, with Discord exclusives versus Epic exclusives. With Discord exclusives, I don't know what any of these games are. Like, I had never heard of Sinner's Sacrifice for Redemption until right now. And the fact that I didn't even know they had exclusive games is... That's an issue. And the fact that the store's going under yeah. is another issue. And I think the Epic... People like to give Epic... A lot, of, uh, <laughs> a lot of really negative feedback but the unfortunate reality is like, the only way to break into the PC marketplace and become a store that people will actually use is to do what Epic is doing and a lot of people are going to get mad at me for saying that and I don't necessarily approve of snagging these games from Steam but like Epic wants to become Steam's biggest competitor and this is the yeah. only way yeah. it just I don't, doesn't know, work in any other
0: I don't way. know if they're going to keep being able to do that now that, that Steam made that change a while back
1: yeah, well, they made that before the Epic game store even was a thing. They made that way back in like November, early December. I think my, now they might start actually enforcing it, but like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, but now sure. that like, he, cause all these games that got pulled from steam to go to the Epic game store, uh, I'm sure these deals have been like, uh, being negotiated for, for a long time since before we even knew about the Epic game store. But like, we're getting to the point where all these Epic exclusives are going to stop getting pulled from steam because they won't have steam pages in the first place. The reason that they all were pulled from steam before the Epic game store, uh, like recently, it was because they were on Steam before the Epic Game Store was a thing, Yep. So, like, like yeah. where else would they have been, you know? But now we're getting to the point where they're going to stop pulling games from competing platforms. I don't know if we're going to stop getting exclusives anytime soon. But this is the only way to compete with Steam, yeah. As an overwhelming majority of the
2: PC games market share. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, it's like who else is there? There's like GOG,
1: maybe. Yeah, GOG, <laughs> Origin, you play like all those. Yeah, the people buy games on there, and you can Humble get, bundle. Like,
0: <laughs> But they, they oh, are actually still doing good. Yeah, they're yeah, still yeah, there. They still
1: great, they're microscopic they a, compared they a, to Steam.
2: Yeah. Exactly. They have a specific gimmick. It's like a whole bunch of games on this package. You know, that's different from a lot of what Steam is. Steam has their sale, but it's like you can buy each game manually. You know.
0: But the thing with Steam is it's not that Steam is going to these people and say, put your stuff on our platform. They're going to Steam because Steam is such a, a juggernaut.
1: I know it, it, it's a, It keeps feeding itself. It's yeah. like, Steam is so big so pe- people put their games on Steam, which makes Steam bigger, and like people only go to Steam because that's where all the games are. I think the only way to break up this this Steam issue is to have Epic Games Store come in. Like no one else will go to another store unless they have exclusives. That's that's the reason people buy consoles. Like why would you switch consoles unless? I, I don't. Yeah. And I
0: don't think. And here's the thing with Epic Games Store because I've been no, I've been complaining about this and talking about this for a while now. <laughs> it's the way that they approach the issue. And they came in half-baked. They didn't come in for a completed store. They came in with features missing. And that's not the way to do it. And then they put out this roadmap, and then they couldn't even follow their own roadmap. And so then they come back and go, you know what? Screw the roadmap. We can't follow what we said we are going to do. And you're making all these promises and all these allegations, and you still haven't stayed to it. I get the fact that you're buying these exclusives, and I've said it before. If these games were not on Steam in the first place, I could care less. But when they're on there, and then you're taking them away, and, and more more importantly, when people have already helped pay for
1: these games to be developed, and you're pulling them away, that's not a good look. Yeah, Kickstarter games. I don't agree with that. Like Shenmue should have stayed on Steam, or yeah. at least provided Steam codes to backers. But like in terms of Epic Game Store exclusives, like getting pulled from Steam in this first year, because remember, remember, we're still in the first year of the Epic Game Store. Yeah. Um, like where else would those games have been? Like they have these games were known quantities before. Like we knew not Borderlands three that was an announcement, but like Metro is a good example. We knew Metro was coming, and I'm sure they were negotiating with Epic behind closed doors before we saw the Epic Game store last December. Yeah. But like they had to have a Steam page because that's just what you did. They did. I remember that. You know what's funny though?
0: Page, somebody asked Epic somebody asked Epic Games a while ago. They're like, so you have your own storefront now, right? Why haven't you pulled your games from Steam yet? Are their games still on Steam? Unreal Tournament, all of them are still on Steam. Huh.
1: Well they're on yeah. they're on the Epic Launcher too, right?
0: Nope.
2: It's got to be like some kind of deal, then I would imagine. I'm sure there's like. But a clause they're Epic Games
0: games. They publish them. And I would imagine, hey, these are ours. We're pulling them off. Yeah, but I'm I mean, f- like,
2: there's got to be some kind of clause in there that says, like, this has to remain on Steam for however many amount of time. But
0: you I mean, know, yeah, these yeah. games, these are like the latest one they released was Unreal Tournament 2000. No, wait. 2004 Collector's Edition or Editor's Choice was like 2008, and Unreal Tournament 3 was like 2009. These are. We haven't seen an Unreal Tournament game in. Yeah, forever.
1: Yeah, years. I you yeah. Were to like,
0: there's a new one, right? Nope, they killed it. Fortnite killed it.
1: Oh yeah, they were working
0: on it, yeah. and they were like, you know what? Fortnite makes us too much money. Yeah, and that and was mem- the Epic then, right? and remember, paragram paragram Paragran, Paragon? Paragon? Paragon. Paragon. Yeah, I yeah. forgot. They killed too.
1: that too. Yeah, I I think with the Epic Game Store, they're, they're word on newer games, and I feel like those games will get pulled eventually and go to the Epic Game Store. But like as it stands right now, I mean, they're focusing on on new releases, newer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the store's gotten to the point, like, I use it to buy Borderlands 3. So yeah, it's my first Epic Game Store purchase. Um, It's gotten to the point where it's it's useful. I mean, it's not Steam, but, like, Steam's not, like, it's got features, but I don't use a lot of them, you yeah. know? Um, and you also
0: gotta remember, the big issue with a lot of these PC gamers is the fact that they just, like, I don't want one more launcher
1: on my machine.
0: A lot of us cannot get out of that mentality.
1: Yeah, and I was the same way for a long time. Like, if a game wasn't on Steam, I just wouldn't buy it. But, like, I've gotten to the point where it's really not that big of a deal. It's just clicking another button. Yeah. Make a desktop shortcut if you really want to use Playnite. I use Playnite. All my I games launchers. I started there. using that too because I've seen you uh, write about it and talk about it a little bit. Like it makes it so much nice, easier. Yeah. GOG Galaxy 2.0 is, is even launches, better. Like, but I, the problem I is for the beta.
0: Yeah, only a certain. Only it's like I have it. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but I have it. I've been meaning to try it, but I should
1: probably do that. But
0: Play Night has served all my needs. I didn't have any reason to.
1: But I feel like the Epic Games Store, it, now that we've gone to the point where games are getting announced as exclusives before, before they have an, a page somewhere else, Like it's not that big of a deal. I just, yeah. I, like I've said this before, the transition period when the store is still new and games were already on Steam is going to be rough. But once we get to the point yeah. where Epic Exclusives are not having a Steam page or, or a store page anywhere else, before they announce their exclusivity, it's not going to be the yeah. big deal. Yeah, it's become status quo at this point. There's no like when Borderlands to... 3 got revealed, they didn't reveal it coming to Steam. They revealed it coming to Epic. Yeah. And people were mad because, like, oh, the previous games are on Steam, but, like, this is a new.
0: Yeah, and, and I could care less about that. You know, you announced it for this platform, and there's where it should go. Stop complaining. Yeah, most of we'll the games are on
1: They pull games from other platforms, but, like, that's going to become less and less of an issue as time goes, goes on. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's definitely less and less of an issue. And yeah, it's just the state of PC gaming is right now. It's going to be interesting when the end of the year gets here because last year I wrote up a, a article looking at the state of PC gaming in 2018 and I said, hey, this thing, the uh, gaming storefront is going to be an interesting thing to look at this year and oh boy yes it was. It's yeah, going to be interesting to see how it is
1: next year. started showing games for the Epic Games Store at the Game Awards last year out of nowhere like they announced that storefront there. I was like yeah. oh that's cool, it's going to be a little like you play thing I never thought it would get to the point where we are now. Yeah. Yeah, people figured it was that, that PC Gamer show was going to be, oh,
0: it's going to be an Epic game show. Yeah. I just it pretty that. much was. Yeah. <laughs> when they
2: first revealed it, I was literally just like, Well, they sponsored the keep... thing, didn't they? Like, yes, the they did. Yeah.
0: Yep, they did. So oh, we man. figured it was coming.
1: Yeah, but I yeah. think the Discord store is, that. that's the other side of the story. That's, I think if the Epic Game store did not get any worthwhile exclusive content on their store, they wouldn't have gone under because Epic has a lot of money to support these. They wouldn't be on my desktop right now, I'll tell you that. Yeah.
2: I think for sure in like a year from now, there's going to be, again, more apps that just allow you to like launch everything. Um, Even Discord has that functionality too, which is weirdly enough I've never used. But it always asks me. It's like, hey, if you want to launch your game from here, you can do it from here. And it's got like a little... Like Discord a even
0: lets you stream and... off of it now. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, it's definitely...
2: Not the best way to do it, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think more places are just going to be like, "Hey, here's how you can launch all your games," and it's not even going to be an issue eventually. And like, the, like the the exclusivity stuff might kind of suck if you if you prefer to launch things off of Steam or you like how it natively launches. But I don't think it's going to be a big deal later on.
0: I think once GOG Galaxy 2.0 is more mainstream, people are not going to care
1: because As it does. People are going to a lot of people are still going to be anti Epic though, just on the principle of the thing. Sure. With the
0: practices, yes, the practices. If they can keep, if they continue to be asses the way they're acting, then yes.
2: But <laughs> you know,
0: if they, if they, you know, they're, if they're they're buying up exclusives that were announced directly for Epic Games Store, right? Nothing to do with another game store. And it's funny how it's always you know Steam. It's nothing with you know
1: uh, Origin or anything else. It's those just are Steam. so Small compared to exactly Steam. Those practically don't even exist in my mind. I only go on Origin to play like. I don't even go on Origin. I don't care about EA's library that now, that much.
0: Yeah, they don't have anything to talk about right now. I mean,
1: later. That's why, because re- the PC gaming market really is just Steam. Yeah, there are yeah. other stores you can go to other places, but like it's it's ninety nine percent Steam. Yeah, I'd agree.
2: If you're gonna if you're gonna play games on PC, you're you're gonna be getting Steam. <laughs> There's no way you're not.
1: It's to the <laughs> point where like if it's only on like you play or something, I just won't play it. But like yeah, now that the yeah. Epic Game Store is here, it's giving me a reason to use another. That's the only way to like thrive in this market, I think. Yeah, and I've yeah. never
2: even like I've never like hated Origin or anything, but it sucks to have to open it up just to play Apex if I want to. Like, <laughs> oftentimes I'll literally just be like, eh, hey, I'll play something else." <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't
1: know.
0: It is what it is. All right, folks, let's go ahead and close it down for this evening. So, uh, final thoughts before we go?
1: Uh, go play Monster in the World, Iceborne. I would if I could. I, I think it's worth worth hopping back in on the console. No, I'm not doing it. Too many hours. It's really stable. It's too it's many good. hours.
0: I can't. i have to start from <laughs> good point
1: 0.1. I'm just excited
2: to hop into uh, a good Call of Duty game again. Yeah, man. Beta has a lot of pro- uh, promise, so I'm ready. Yeah, hey, go play yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm can. looking forward to it. It's still downloading. It's still freaking downloading. Really? PlayStation Network is so slow. It's only like 18 gigs. I didn't know that long. No, it's like 20-something gigs. huh. Yeah, it's still downloading. I'm looking at it right now. It's like, it's 37.96 gigs. Holy
1: crap. It's like the full game. Mine was not that big. Yeah, mine wasn't that big either. Mine's is. Why is it so big? I don't remember downloading like updates or anything for it. Yeah, me neither. Well, <laughs> I well, guess, okay. Hey, you're getting
0: a bigger, better beta. That go. is. Next safe. weekend,
1: the file shot should be larger too, because they're going to have, like ground war and stuff oh, for the yeah, other. Consoles. I wonder
0: if that's all in that now, and they're just like, "Here's the package. So you want to download it for next week?" It's going to be like half
1: the size of GTA V now.
0: But <laughs> <Wait>, I mean, <laughs> seriously, a demo is 38 gigs. Why? There's a lot
1: of textures yeah. in that game.
0: That game looks beautiful. It's guess, all right.
1: I guess it takes up a lot of space. We'll have to. We'll see.
0: All right, folks. Thanks for listening to Spectator Mode podcast. And as always, you can find us wherever podcasts are. Google Podcasts, iTunes, Audioboom.com. Look for Spectator Motor on there. Pretty much everywhere. So on behalf of Diego and Rob and myself, thanks for listening. And go play some video games.